When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. The sun is out, it's nearly time for the promotion shake-up to be decided and we're here to preview the run-in for Cardiff City. Dominic Booth here with Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato. Afternoon all. Afternoon uh, cricket lover. We've been, uh, we've been chatting cricket rather than football off air but we'll try no, and keep, we haven't been chatting cricket we'll try and keep it football. big ball rather than little You ball. said something very ridiculous. <laughs> Which will not be uttered on air. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about the huge win over Norwich the big swing with Fulham's draw against Brentford, the return to form of a few players, um, Kenneth Zahort and Junior Hoylet, also Sol Bamba's injury and what concerns that may bring ahead of Nottingham Forest. But let's start at Carrow Road, Blakey, mm. and 86 minutes in, uh, it was nil-nil, looking like maybe another two drop points mm. and four games without a win it would have been, but Cardiff came up with the goods. Games for 90 minutes, mate. Yeah. You know, and 94 if you uh, yeah, if you go in time you know you look at the uh, Wolves game they could have scored two in the last couple of minutes so we just managed to do it this time without a penalty spot so uh, no I, I, I think um, you know what knocks me more than anything is how quickly um, people were writing writing us off it was already Fulham's yeah, automatic promotion, Cardiff and now like hit the buffers, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, Well, for a team that's gone nine games, what, eight wins and a draw? Yeah, eight wins and a draw. Let me just repeat that. Eight wins and a draw. How can you then write that team off so quickly when they've obviously shown character, deep character on so many occasions? in those eight wins because it's not like they were going 4-1, 5-1, 3-1, 4-0, 2-0. There were some tight 1-0, 1-0, 2-1. So the, the team has a lot of character and to just overlook that and brush it aside, well, you know. I, I, Are you feeling vindicated after what you said last week? I, I, no don't, I, I, don't, I don't need to be vindicated, mate. I'll be vindicated when they're promoted. Simple as that. And... I don't count my chickens, but if you ask me if I'm confident, that's why I'm confident they, they, they'll do it. Because of it, you know, you come off the back of a really bad, poor run over Christmas time, and then you end up with, you know, winning eight on the spin. That's, that's you know, off the hook, mate. So for me, I... Uh, and coming off the back of two disappointing defeats, both late in in the game and then winning a game late in the game absolutely, the character to do that absolutely uh, well like I said the two defeats Wolves I was disappointed but Villa I wasn't disappointed I thought it's just one of those games has gone it swung the other way and not yours because I honestly d- thought they deserved to win that game 
So performance level, that's why you analyze performance. Performance level, they'd had a dip against Wolves, albeit at home in front of a big crowd and all that, but they kind of got back to business against Villa but lost the game. But people only see the result and then they comment on the result rather than watching the game and saying, well, what was the performance like? Did they deserve to lose that game? You know, because plenty of times teams win games that they don't deserve to. Cardiff have, you know, and they lose games that they deserve to win. And at this stage of the season, if you're analysing it, which is what we're here to do, um, you know, it was no surprise for me that, you know, they showed the character they did and, and got three points at Norwich. Well, you say no surprise. It was no surprise to me either, but I have to admit, I was actually in a sweet shop in Glasgow uh, checking my phone when the goal alerts came in. There's a horror scored after 86 minutes, Paul. And I have to admit to fist pump in the air and for also being not surprised at all that it was Cardiff that had, had scored that late on. It was never going to be Norwich. You know what I mean? Uh, possibly. Cardiff, you know, if, if I had concerns about Cardiff, it was the fact they were struggling to score goals in the last in the previous three games. You know, they went 94 minutes before getting one against Sheffield United. They didn't score against Wolves and they didn't score against Villa. And then they were going a long time in the Norwich game without a goal as well. So there were concerns there. Um, that fist pump that you mentioned, I'm sure, was replicated throughout the city of Cardiff and the surrounding area. Yeah. When um, Don't forget... You, People in Australia, and it was a fist pump that was matched, I would argue, when Brentford equalized in the last minute against absolutely against Fulham as well. This was a dramatic turnaround uh, in fortunes this weekend. You know, there were fears, Cardiff had a tough game away to Norwich. Fulham were home to Brentford, albeit it's a London derby, but Fulham would have expected to win that. No, but no, 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 no. But the pressure changes, Paul. I know that, but there were you fears. I mean? But there were fears. It's, it's okay when you're when you're Fulham <clears throat> and you're on this roll of 18, 19, 20 games, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's a gap, and you're closing that gap. Yeah. Yeah. And you're descending yeah. on Cardiff City, and then you overtake them. All of a sudden, pressure changes. Yeah. And pressure does funny things to people. Yeah, I accept right? all that. And, and for me, we had said on the boot room, they've got two derbies, Brentford and Millwall. Yeah. Don't expect them to come out of there six points. No. I honestly didn't. No. Right? And it was no surprise to me. I watched the game and then switched over, to be honest with you, and went back. End of the game, it was 1-1. No surprise to me whatsoever. Because pressure does... It's, 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 it's okay being... You know, chasing someone because if you if you if you don't catch them, people go great effort though. Yeah. You know, you were excellent, eleven points behind them at this point, yeah. and to close that gap to a point, well, you done marvelous. So you, there's a win-win. Once you get above them, people are expecting right now, oh, well, Cardiff are probably gone. You know, they can't handle it. They've shown they can't handle the pressure, especially given Fulham's form as well. Fulham on your goal, crack on. Okay, they still haven't lost the game. Twenty-one games unbeaten, marvelous record. But when it counted, you needed three points. Yeah, and it's not over yet by any talk. But I just have faith in our team. It's as simple as that. I do. What I about the uh, the pressure on Fulham on Friday night? Then they're playing at Millwall. Yeah, so two games before Cardiff atmosphere. go again. Yeah, before Absolutely. Cardiff go again. Yeah, I mean that becomes a must-win for them in a, in a really difficult environment. Uh, do you know? At some point they'll lose, and it, I said I thought they'd lose against Millwall. 
I thought they'd beat Brentford, albeit yeah. very close. I thought they'd do Brentford and lose against Millwall. Uh, them getting a point against Brentford, I still maintain, I think they'll struggle against Millwall. Not struggle because they're not a better team, but Millwall just got something at them at the moment. We always say there's a surprise package every season, and this year. Well, last be, season it was Fulham, wasn't it? They stormed into the playoffs, and it Millwall has to be seems Millwall. And they, they, listen, that derby there, you know, not that anyone's not going to fancy it. Both teams are going to fancy it, but you've got two totally contrasting styles of football as well. So, may the best man win. What about the Norwich game then in a bit more detail, Paul, and the return to form of, I think more, more significantly, Junior Hoyle, but obviously as a whole, continuing to, to find the net. Did Junior lose form, did he? Well, it's harsh to say that, isn't it? Because very he was, harsh. He's been incredible. But I would say three games he was, like, if you would say, he was good, not, rating, he was good say, not great. He was a six out of ten, not an eight out of ten. I'd say a seven out of ten, not an eight out of ten. But for him, maybe below the outstanding levels he's set this okay. season. Okay. And then to come back to form with a goal like that... He's, he's hard man to please, isn't he, how dumb? Well, you know, strict taskmaster. Obviously, uh, Zohar finding the net as well, Paul, but not starting. What was your, your thoughts on... Well, well, I said on the boot room last week that I would not have taken Zohar off against Aston Villa. I, I think my words were that if you're the main marksman in your team and you lose him, in a game of that magnitude, you keep those players on the pitch. Um... But listen, how can anybody doubt Neil Warnock, you know? He has then chosen to start with Medin against Norwich. Um, Zahor's come on, made an instant impact. Medin still hasn't scored for Cardiff. When does uh, that become a concern? Well, it's... I think Neil, his performance Neil, is more concerned. Neil, Neil was very defensive of Medin after the game. He was saying that he, he felt that Zahor could have been bullied by their big strong centre-backs and actually Medin got stuck into them and I think his words were Medin did the hard work Zahor got the cream um, this is this, I, I, can, this I, can I can understand the mental the mental game Neil's playing there but you know got to realise there's two parties and if I'm Zahor I'm not liking hearing that because I haven't seen a defender bully you know, even Big Bowley at Wolverhampton, you know, he didn't bully him. He just gave as good as he got. I mean, so I kind of understand what Neil's trying to do there. But in defence of Kenneth, uh, you know, if he's anything like I imagine him to be, he won't like hearing, like, I played Medine because I thought Kenneth might get bullied. So I'll stand up for Kenneth on that. But anyway, he, you know, Zahor is still Cardiff's kingpin. He's the one who can get them over the line with his goals and his performances. Um, but he's not the one that cost £5 million and was brought in to No, but, to he's, maybe the one, but he's the one that turned their multi-millions way above, more than double, 20. close on, treble, quadruple that figure for mm-hmm. just a matter of months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not you know, compare the value in that respect. Zahor could have gone for serious money into the Premier League. Um, but Paul, there were doubts at stages this season about Zohar and whether he could be the number one striker. That you have to say that from who he's re- he's replied fa- emphatically. I think from large sections of the fans at stages doubted his his work rate or his ability to find the net with regularity. Went through a barren spell. 
obviously he's, re- he's responded to those critics in style, I would can say. Can I counter that? I, I don't can think, I counter I that, don't think there was a large section of the fan base. Well, I, 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 I think, I, I take your point. Football has opinion. Football is about opinion. Isn't yeah, it? I take your point, but I think the most significant thing you've seen uh, is Patterson moving into that number, number 10 position. Yeah. I don't think you can... I think it's underestimated the importance of that. You've got to understand, we're playing with a midfield that's not blessed with creativity, yeah, and centrally, you know, when you're looking at Bryson, Rawls or whoever. So, and they didn't play someone up close off Kenneth. So he's doing, basically, he's playing in, in amongst a triangle, two centre-backs and a holding midfielder most of the time. And then you're expecting him to go and get goals, goals, goals. It's not surprising that he ain't started. People think he started scoring since Medine has come in. No, he started scoring since Patterson has gone closer to him. Because yeah. Patterson is such a great athlete. He wins headers. Right, just imagine. If I jump 100 times in the air, I'll be tired. Right? On top of all the other things I have to do if I'm Kenneth Zohar. All of a sudden, Pogo Patterson comes along and he's jumping 25 times and I'm jumping 75. That's a huge energy saving for me. That's a great point. Yeah, right? That's so a great point. until Patterson come into the fray and played closer, because he can do, like we've said, both sides of the game very well, I think that's where, that's where it's not, you know, it's easy to think it's the Medine factor, but it's, for me it's not. It was always the reason why Kenneth won scoring was because he needed more help closer to him. Because that, I tell you, that single roll up front on your own, it's a killer. Is it Mendes Lang coming back to form as well? Is that a factor? Bit of everything, yeah. But the main factor for me was having... Because if you watch the game um, against Wolves, uh, and subsequently prior to that, you've seen where Patterson is sometimes winning the first flick on from the goalkeeper's kick. Well, that never happened before. It was always a whore. And this is a point that Neil Warnock made to you, didn't he, when you went to see him three weeks ago mm. for that boot room special, where he actually said, Patterson, take that that Kevin Blackwell and Manus Weathers raised eyebrows when he first suggested he was going to try Patterson as 10. But, but A, Cardiff wouldn't lose the defensive shift that he puts in, and mm. B, he takes a lot of pressure off Zahor. He's a great winning, athlete. By winning headers and, and running, sort of and running a... in behind, timing of the runs into into the box. He, you know, I can, like I said, you know, it can be overlooked, it can be understated. People can go, oh well, you know, Medine you know, since, but, but I'm telling you, people, it's it, like... it, it, it's, it's it, Medine factor is a is a, a little mental one for Zahor to Tactical think about, right? But from a tactical point of view, yeah. 100% Patterson. Here's a curveball for both of you. Would the Patterson-Zahor combination up front, would that work if Cardiff were to get in the Premier League? Well, let's not count our chickens. Let's if, get there first. If? You know, do you think it would be too simplistic and defences would, would work it out? Paul? I'm not going to put the hicks on it. I'm, 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 <laughs> I've got more of the expert. I'm not, super, I'm not superstitious, but... In, a, in, a, in an alternative universe, if Cardiff got into the Premier League... Do you think they'd have to have a bit more guile about them, a bit more invention in that well, position? Well, it's not much about those two, is it? It's about then, I, w- I would see if Cardiff go to the Premier League, lots of things would change. If Well, if I am if, if I was a manager, my full-backs would get forward more often. You know, I still think Bennett is probably 50% of his max. 
I think he can be a great attacking fullback because he's a very good defender. He's a very good defender. You know, so I think oh, Paltier on the other side is a good defender, but he's not great going forward. That's not his yeah. bag. His bag is defence. So do you want to play with two marauding fullbacks who get forward? I still think Junior can play higher up um, and do less work. I still think you need uh, a bit more creativity and go out in the central area of midfield. Yeah. Um, whether Gruwich stays or not, we don't know. So we're talking advance in the Premier League. So there's, 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 there's lots of things, there's lots of issues or lots of points to your question that uh, would affect it, Don, for me. No, that's fair enough. Uh, we'll have a quick break and then we'll talk Sol Bamba in part two. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. So probably the only negative or question mark to emerge from the Norwich win was Solbamba going off injured. No! <laughs> and Nathan is in absolute distraught about this. We still don't know whether Sol will be available for the game against Forest. Can you tell me, Don, what's the rumour? Is the, it, is it hamstring? The, well, Warnock was quite upbeat about it. Okay. So, Right, the rumour sweeping around Cardiff on Saturday afternoon... It's hamstring, wasn't it? No, was that he may have broken a... Is it a fibula or a tibia? You've got both, haven't oh, you? Oh, no. But Warnock put that to bed yeah, pretty much Warnock straight away by, by saying it's an injury he's had all season. So, obviously, it's something he's been managing. Yeah, it's flared up. It's an injury he would not have got if he hadn't tried to be Beckenbauer and had simply played the ball to Mendes Lang. <laughs> Typical Neil. Neil's always saying that. <laughs> They'd had a bit of a words at half-time about it. Mm. Um, what about the practicalities? Whether, you know, he could be out for a game, he could be out for a few games. That listen, hits. listen. Blakey has talked at Bamba more than anybody um, but Bruno Manga's not a bad replacement to have but he's necessary. not in the uh, PFA Championship Team of the Year Paul uh, but Sol Bamba was the only Cardiff representative Bruno needs to switch that. on if he comes if he comes back in that's my that's the only criticism of, of Bruno and it's not really a criticism it's a, well it is because it's a concentration thing but it's a concentration now concentration only you can fix surely he would switch on at this stage of the season Blake, well we said that know. we said that the other day at Sheffield United you know into the last third of the season every game is crucial you're in second spot yeah. he switches off no and, and, and since coming on in substitute appearances since Sheffield United he's switched off he's, he's been caught switching off he's so, caught switching off at Norwich actually there you I, go I saw a, there you go a highlight. right so he, he, he's got that, that that is a challenge he has to mount and get over himself you know what I mean because I can't certain things I can't coach I can't coach desire I can't coach aggression I can't coach concentration these things that they're, they're, they're part and parcel of your makeup so you know you don't want to be you don't want to be making a mistake in the final game that costs you automatic promotion. So, mate, switch on ninety-five minutes. Yeah, it's just a concentration. Just lapses sometimes. But you're right. Great replacement to have. Great replacement. Manga spent most of the season right back though. Do you think that's affect would affect him when he, if he comes back at centre back? He's an international no. dominant. International players play anywhere. You, what, what have you made of the of the manga at right back move? 
It's never, it's it never was, looked quite a well, fit it, to me. But, but then again, they had their best run of the season. Yeah. That owed a lot <laughs> to me. the defensive work of It owes a lot to 11 and... players plus subs plus staff plus fans. It owes a lot to everybody. It's not, you know, these things don't happen because of one or the other. You know, Kenazor might pop up and score the winner in the 90th minute, but his teammates, his manager, his coaching staff, his fans, they've all been there. So, you know, don't really you know, look at it like... The what about the, the loss of Bamba as a leader then, as a, a communicator in that back four? We, we've seen when Cardiff go a goal down or say they're 2-0 up, they concede one and Bamba's like, right, we've got to get back on it. When he was in the boot room here, he, he spoke about he can't keep his mouth shut, you know, he, he's always talking. That's going to be a huge loss if, if indeed he is out. Well, number one, we don't know that he is out. Let's wait and see on that one. Because, like I say, Neil Warnock was far more upbeat after the game. Mail's online on Friday morning to find that one out, by the way. Um, Yeah, that's uh, from Warnock's pre-Forest press conference. Two, of course he'll be missed. But three, his leadership wasn't necessarily there in the second half at Norwich, wasn't it? Was it? And they won 2-0. Sol, I know you listen to the boot room. You're an absolute kingpin in this team with Zahor. You always will be. Um, it's turning to a one big love letter Manga is not a bad replacement Manga is a top 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 defender when he's on his game that's brilliant stuff lads well, uh, do you agree or disagree well because you kind of pull a face like I don't know I don't know if it's because you're going to take a drink I'm, I'm, band, just, I'm like. just worried that, that this injury is as serious as people have mooted and that Warnock was papering over after the, the Norwich well, win to and, not have any negative press which is and, and to, and to be fair, Dom, that was the case with Joe Rowles. I mean, a while back there were suggestions Joe Rowles would be out potentially for the season or certainly for a lot of games. Well, we and, haven't seen him yet, and, have we, we? and it was almost being, that thought process was almost being banished, I think it would be fair to say. But Rowles has been out for a long time, hasn't he? So that would be my fear, my fear with Sol. On the other hand, if it is an injury that he has managed and had all season, let's hope he can be strapped up and he can come through the final four games of the season because he's been pivotal to Cardiff's cause as Blakey has made clear from day one. I think one thing Cardiff have been keen to do which maybe they didn't do earlier in the season is to not rush people back from these injuries. They gave Gunnison a long time but I think earlier in the season they tried to rush the Hall back when he wasn't fully fit around mm. New Year. So obviously with Rowles, maybe with Bamba they were a little bit different they won't rush them back there's, there's only four games left now aren't there it's, and as a player I tell you you, if you, you don't want to be not involved yeah if you're going to be rushed but back if someone's not right for a huge promotion yeah. clash but what, what you've got to realise as well Dom is a thing called adrenaline listen if you've got a pull groin or a hamstring or, or you've got a tibia or fibula break you're not going to make it but if it's bone bruising which it could well be but I'm bone bruising don't Take it lightly. That it's probably worse than a break. It's like ligaments; they're worse than breaks. They just and they take ages to heal, you know. Um, but if it's bone bruising, get some arnica cream on it, so <laughs> yeah, because that brings out bone bruising. Doctor Blake, and uh, you know you'll probably put a nice bit of padding on it, adrenaline kick in, you'll be all right. But if it's something more serious, then yeah, could be struggling. Who would is here's a question for you before we go to to ask Blakey? Who would be each of your first choice right back for Cardiff if everyone was fit? 
because it's been a position that's never really been nailed down by one by one player mm. this season. We've seen Pelty have a go, Mang have a go, Patterson we're told is a right back, but there seems to play there. Well, Jazz Richards friends, so he's not a right back. Jazz Richards has been forgotten about. Mm. I mean, Paul. Jazz Richards. That's just because he's Welsh, though, isn't it? Jazz Richards. I just think he's got the. I think his overall overall game going forward and back. I think he's got the best. I was about to say that. I think he's got the best all round game. So is he injured at the moment? Yeah, he's been injured for some time. Okay. I think Jazz could probably be the sort of fullback Blakey talks about in the Premier League for Cardiff. I think he's got defensive. Got the fitness level. He's quick. Right? He's got the fitness level. He's mm-hmm. he can go forward. He's comfortable on the ball. Yeah, which the ball. dare I say was part of his Swansea upbringing. Mm. Um, did you just mention the S word? I also used to play for Fulham as well. He's also played, he's also played very well. well. the F word. <laughs> he's also played very well for Wales um, in big games as well. So I would say Jazz. Blakey? Big Peltier fan, I know. Well, he's a fan of Peltier. If I can speak for Blakey here, he's, he's a fan of Peltier's <laughs> defensive ability. Well, I've never him. thought it would be someone else to speak for Blakey. He's usually <laughs> can speak well, for I know, him. I know Blakey's thought process on this one, but Peltier doesn't offer enough going forward. Am I right, mate? Yeah, he, do, he, he, he doesn't, but he makes up for that in what he does in defence. Yeah. So, uh, personally, I'll go with Pelts. I'm not sure. I think Jazz as well, to be honest, um, Paul. I'm not sure if they're up against Leroy Sane or, or these sorts of players in the Premier League, Eden Hazard. I think anyone's struggling against them. I'm not sure them. defensively. I don't think you can, you, you, you can overlook experience. You know, like I said, Manga for me switches off in really important key times of the, of the game, which is always a danger. And if you get on the roll of one mistake leads to a goal, it tends to happen in three or fours, do you know what I mean? Peltier, you know what you're getting, and yeah, he can improve his 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 forward play, I think. But I know what I'm getting defensively, and I I would say if it was me, I would I would put more emphasis on Bennett to get forward because I think he can do it better. As for Jazz, yeah, I rate Jazz, rate Jazz highly, but you know, not to play consistently all season, not to play at that level yet. Um. What we see in like the Euros and what have you, or one-off games and qualifiers, it's great. But I'm telling you now, when you play a season like this season, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, players can quickly lose form, as you've just alluded to with um, Junior, who had two or three, <laughs> so, yeah, two game decent bad patch, games. So then right, right. But it's it's it, it's a tough ask, mate. I I, I, I can't emphasise enough. The championship is a tough ask. That's why so many Premier League clubs come down and struggle. Yeah, if we're talking about um, Premier League, and I know you don't like me saying if they get to the Premier League, but I, I think if they do, I think we could see that back three and wing backs come in a lot more, especially against these attacking teams that you talk about, Paul. I'd agree, because if you can keep hold of someone like Gunnarsson as a sitting number six, you don't have to go fishing for that. You can go fishing for creative midfield players and yeah. then go fishing for wide men. Um, I think they'd go after another centre back Blakey as I well. I think Junior more than cuts it in the Premier League. Mendes, same as this season, would have to prove it, but would have to be more consistent over the course of the season. So you go out and get a couple of flyers wide, you get you know another centre back or two, and creative midfield and striker support also. So I think if you can get 
go Premier League and look at six or seven players realistically I don't think Warnock will, will go in there cold will he won't go in there without buying the, the plus you've got to realise you're going to get rid of some there's, there's, there's players in the squad that personally I, I would use to generate more money to go out and be able to splash what about Aaron Gunnison his, his contract's up at the end of the season there's been talk that he he may leave even if Cardiff get promoted or not Surely they've got to, they've got to work on getting him tied down. Well, I would I would have thought so. If you're chief executive, if you're you're Ken Chu, you know, uh, a bit of advice is you look at players who you know do a great job in the championship and can do the job more than amply in the Premier League. And that's Aaron Gunnison, because I tell you when you get there, what's going to cost you to replace him with a six of the caliber that's going to keep you in the Premier League. Probably forty million. <laughs> it's the way of the world, mate. Get used to those figures if we go up, because you know, gone are the days where you're picking up Medal for ten million and people go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Or I was going like, to say twenty million, you know, but you know, forty. Twenty million yeah. are your average Joes. Yeah. Not even sure if they're caught in the Premier League. Right. It's a it's a roll of the dice. Forty million. Yeah. Think. Four years ago, Arsenal were playing forty million for Ozil. You pay hundred and twenty million for Ozil now, so you know the average now is bottom of the pan twenty million, fifteen twenty million, middle of the road thirty to forty to fifty. We could be dealing with some uh, outstanding fees this summer. What would you be worth, Blakey, in the uh, in the current market? About hundred and fifty <laughs> pounds. Quid. <laughs> I do think. I do think I'm gonna send. He's had a little bit of unfair criticism. Um, as Blakey said last week, it's almost like he's come back into the team and the team has suddenly stopped winning and, in fact, have lost a couple of games. Um, I just think that's uh, there's, a, there's a large element of coincidence about that because I don't think people have really put in perspective the quality of the opposition card have come up against. Aston Villa away, Wolves, Wolves and Sheffield United away, certainly the first two, Amongst the toughest games you can get at this level, and you wouldn't look at his performances and say it was poor, would you? So that, no, you uh, look at his performances and say he's played probably this, seven this, out of ten no, every but game. This is the point I'm coming on to, Blake. There are a lot of people who have been very. It's because when you're losing, Paul, they're looking for reasons why you're all of a sudden yeah. losing. So and that is the obvious. It's like the, the there's a whole Medine thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a correlation uh, thing, right? So it's it's easy to. I got to defend Gunnar here because I think. I don't think he's been as bad as people have said. He's not been Listen, bad at all. Again, at Villa Park, I don't think. There, at Villa Park, there was some careless passing of his. That happens. Um, but you don't just then ditch him. You know, he clearly is a Warnock kingpin. Did he play against Norwich? Yeah, yeah. There and, you go. And, did you he know, play well? Yes, um, he did. He, he's clearly a Warnock kingpin. He faded in the second half against Norwich, but um, still getting that match that, fitness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this will be his fifth game yeah, against Forest, so he's pretty yeah. much there. I, I could, you know, you say it takes six games, Blakey. Mm. Um, I think with him, five is in effect six because of the magnitude of the occasions he's come back into. Mm. You know, Wolves are better. These were big, big games Huge psychologically games. as yeah, well yeah. as physically. Yeah. He's having a Mark Ruben Nevers and Jack Grealish. You know, mm. so I think he's pretty much up to speed now. I would say, mm. and we might see good. Well, the winner doing great. Back to his best against Because he gets Forest. that tag that of the other, the other, me. The other thing I'd say about him with regards to his contract is it's, it's entirely possible Gunnison will have a fantastic World Cup and a lot of teams then will suddenly 
be in the hunt. For listen, it, so. Aaron, Aaron's in. A, listen, from a player's perspective, Aaron's in. Quid's in great position. Trust me. Yeah. Because yeah. he's going to the World Cup. He's had. If he wins promotion, he's coming off the back of a promotion, off the back of a great Euros promotion into the World Cup. Listen, if if even if you. Is, is saying like what well, you're gonna to have to pay him wages, you're gonna to have to be looking at 50 60k a week. It's all rosy, all day. isn't it? It's all rosy, all day, minimum. Well, we hope because uh, you're basically, but you basically, how you got to look at it is you're getting a player for free and you're just paying the wages on top of and that, you're just paying the wages. Yeah, well, we, we hope that Aaron can stay at a Cardiff player, we really for do, sure. yeah, we really do because it's, it's those players you build around. Absolutely. You know, what you got to weigh up is it going to cost me more in wage and transfer fee to get a like for like replacement? And then there's no guarantee that that like for like replacement knows this club, understands this club, knows the boys, blah, 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 and it's going to fit in. You've seen down the road, you know, Rocky, Mensa, Mensa, come over from Spain, you know, great statistics, nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. So I, I'd say to Ken Chu, just, you know, I'd urge a, uh, a word of warning over that. Just make sure you, you know what you're doing. Because it costs you a lot of money and you could end up in a worse position. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. Right, time for some Ask Blakey then. And first of all, I've got to do a shout-out to Gavin Rickard on Twitter, who tweeted <laughs> tweeted me to say uh, he listens to the Boot every week and he's heard me mention five sides and he wants to uh, he wants to play if we're short of players. So uh, thanks for the, for the message, Gavin. I hope you're better than me and you might get a game uh, one week soon. Um, otherwise, we've got a question for Blakey <laughs> straight away. Um, well, I'll start with Owen Thomas, who, who says, um, simply, do you think that Cardiff will get promoted against Derby? Do you see... Two Cardiff wins and Fulham dropping points. Um, Forest and Derby. I see. I see a real difficult game at Derby. Yeah, I really do. Not just because they're a good team, but because of off the field activities that's going on. So that's going to be a bandstormer. I think. I expect us to beat Forest, and I expect Fulham to struggle against Millwall. Do I think we get promoted against Derby? I'm not going to go and say yes. Uh, I, 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 not very often I do, but I'm going to get splinters and sit on the fence. You're not. Oh. You're not being Sol Bambo with the, with the confidence in. in hey, I'm confident they'll they'll happen. get there, but something tells me it's going to go to the wire. This be the height of irony if they did it at Derby after the control. After the control, it's yes. almost like yeah. in the stars. The yeah, yeah. Well. it's written football and gods. They move that game to to the penultimate game of the season. It's almost you know it's it's like. It's not the penultimate, city, but but it, it really got two is. games. Sorry, after yeah, the yeah. Um, penultimate away game. Sorry. Paul, what do you think, Derby? You, you've said to me privately in the office that in the back of your mind you think it could be done there. Have I? Um, <laughs> I said that yesterday. I, mem- memory <laughs> lapse, memory lapse. Getting to that age, though. I don't know, I don't know. I mean, it is extraordinary to think that in just a few days' time, Cardiff could be in the Premier League with the right sequence of results. I, I think it's more likely to go to Hull and get um, a win. 
and get promoted. Yeah, I think I, I see that. Chris uh, Hughes-Jones on Twitter has asked us for our last four game predictions time. That's what he said. But I think that, that whole game, the way I see it, is that that could be the toughest one of the bunch because of the form that they're in under Nigel Atkins. And I think the Derby game will, like you say, Blakey, have a bit of riding on it and yeah. kind of always thrive in, the, in those kind of games. Yeah. Whether the whole game is a, you can clinch promotion or not, we'll give it that. That I edge. think that'll be the edge. I think yeah. that will be. But I, I would say with Hull, they are in great form. It's taken a long time to get there. But again, I don't think they would have come up against Cardiff, uh, a team like Cardiff so far. I think Cardiff's a, new, a unique team in the in the in the championship. So you know, I think what they're going to come up come up against, they wouldn't have seen in the last two months. You know. And if it, if it all comes down to that final game at home to Reading. We expect Cardiff to to beat Paul Clements uh, Royals. Well, if you don't, then and you need to, and you can, and it automatically promotes you, and you don't, then you've only got yourself to blame, haven't you? you? You can't say that you deserved it. You can say we didn't deserve it, and congratulations to whichever team goes up automatically, and then you got to get your have a little forty-eight hour rest and get your head back on for what will be the playoffs. And I know Paul's predicting Fulham will beat Sunderland 8-0 and they come to Craven Cottage in their penultimate game. And then Fulham have got a game against Birmingham last day of the season, Paul. How do you if it all comes down to that and and Fulham need to win, you think that, that could Birmingham be a... are safe now though and they no, practically no, 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 no. Not no, quite. Oh, okay. And that's okay. why that's okay. why I don't know what St Andrews holds these days, but when when a team needs to win to avoid relegation on the final day of the season strange things happen you suddenly get a capacity crowd it's like you're going for a title um, that but at Newport last season and, and and do you know what I I can see a massive Birmingham crowd turning up for that game and that being a really really difficult game for Fulham because Birmingham will be at that like no other game this season probably yeah, I would argue to be in, front, in front of a massive crowd so I I'm not convinced Fulham will win that at all, that one. Um, that that could go either way, that game. I think Fulham will absolutely smash Sunderland. I think they will just turn it on in that game. No mercy win, for Chris Coleman and Fulham by, by an absolute hatful. But Millwall away... Made his decision, Dom. Millwall away and Birmingham away are... For all this talk about Fulham have got the easiest running and Cardiff didn't have... No I would rather take Cardiff's fixtures to be honest. So, you know, Millwall away and Birmingham away, given what's riding on the Birmingham game, are really, really tough games. Cardiff are playing against three teams who have, in inverted commas, nothing to play for mm. in Hull, Forest, and Reading, who are all safe and are from relegation, all have got no chance of. Going into the they're, they're usually on the beach, but sometimes they can play without that fear. I'm factor. sure they can, but I'd rather play them, isn't it? Yeah. I'd rather play that opposition, Blakey, than Millwall away as they're chasing the playoffs, or Birmingham yeah. away when they're trying to avoid yeah. relegation. Cardiff's real toughies were Sheffield United and then particularly Wolves Villa mm-hmm. and obviously Derby because Derby are going for the playoffs. That will be tough for Cardiff at Derby there. I don't know what the ground holds these days, Pride Park. Um, oh, it's at 30,000 plus yeah, well, 32,000. That, that'll be rammed. That'll, no, no pun intended. Oh, oh, that was brilliant. No, no pun intended. It should have been pun intended. That, that will be absolutely rammed. 
to the rafters mm. and that'll be a tough game for Cardiff I think what about the Forest game this weekend then we'll look ahead at, at that before we finish for the day Karanka seems to have brought a lot of players in and some of which we were familiar with like Lee Tomlin and some of which have come from the Premier League but it seems to be all a bit of a, a mishmash and Just, quite confused again no consistency is there they have a couple of good games and then uh, a nearly game and a also game or like the opposite of Cardiff in many ways there's no mm. clarity in what they're doing mm. doesn't seem to be any it's method. difficult it's di- well there's, there's, there's a, the method is from Karanka's point of view probably is to try and get players that he I always say young players managers have to rely and trust you alright if managers don't you're not going to play simple as that so Karanka's going out and getting players that are what he can define as his players who he feels will do the job that he needs to get done so it is a mishmash but that's how you can get sometimes we were in that situation you know we had Malky players here we had Trollope players here we had uh, Solskjaer Slade yeah. Solskjaer Slade players here we you know you get yourself into those situations sometimes so listen you know the, the, the thing is when someone's inconsistent is you never know what they're going to bring but I, I still think you know, if Cardiff play the game, forget what the occasion means, you know, go out there and perform 75, 80%, 90% at their best, I still think, be close, you know, probably say no pushover, be close, but I still think Cardiff get the job done, probably tight 2-1, maybe well, late 3-1 when it's got a late one to give them a bit of breathing space, but I go 2-1, 3-1. Will we see a, a big crowd, do you think, Paul? for this one the Wolves game probably didn't go the way all those fans wanted it to go but it, it was great to see such a great atmosphere at Cardiff City Stadium yeah I don't know what you mean by a big crowd it's not going to be Wolves type of attendance well 25,000 would, would you would think for a team going for promotion it's a Saturday night game which is a rarity real rarity in fact I'm not sure I've ever known it quarter to eight never, never known it on a Saturday night put so a spanner in my plans anyway that, that in itself <laughs> that in itself sit and drink gin son <laughs> that in itself creates uncertainty so I don't know is the honest answer lots of people go out on a Saturday night so mm-hmm. I, I don't know in terms of the crowd um, you might get a bumper and go there and then go into Cardiff after off to you know but I, I, I suppose is, those days is. are gone and they really for yeah. the older punter it is it is you know, you might also get some impetus if Fulham have slipped up 24 hours earlier. Mm. Is it on TV? Fulham is on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cardiff. Yeah. It's always on TV now, Cardiff. It's been yeah, on TV yeah, it is, week after Fulham week after week. Cardiff, yeah, yeah. I, 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 That's the reason for the kick-off. I would say probably 23-24 at the max. Yeah, I can't say expect. it. It wouldn't surprise me if it's 19-20, might. I'd be disappointed with 19-20, but 23-24 I think is a very decent crowd, personally. Um... Do I think Cardiff will win? Yes. Um, 2-0 hasn't been a scoreline that Cardiff have had that often this season. But I'm going for back-to-back 2-0 wins and I think our man Ken Zahor is going to score again. Do you know what? I even think Medin might score this weekend. There you are. Zahor and a Medin gold as a substitute. Big shout. That's a big shout it for you. It's a big shout. Lottery numbers? 
What about what about them, Paulo? What about when they they both score? Is uh, Zahor still kingpin over Medine? I'm joking. Silly, silly question. <laughs> silly question. <laughs> I also I also I've got a sneaking feeling Fulham will snap up at Millwall. That one's got draw written on it that to me. That could even go 1-0 Millwall, but I'm going to predict a 1-1 with a late equaliser, maybe with Fulham. There you are. I'm really put, pushing the boat out with my predictions this week. Real. So right. I'll, 1-1. I'll go 2-0 Cardiff, and I think Fulham will find a way against Millwall. So, Four. yeah, as you were, 1-0 Fulham. So, as you were, you're one for the Fulham uh, Millwall game? Uh, 2-1 for Not Forest Cardiff. 2-1, 3-1. Um, or Cardiff, Not Forest. And I think uh, similar result for in favour of Millwall two and three way. Well, that would be huge. That would that would put Cardiff what four points clear with a game in hand on the brink. And that, win that would at, make, win, at win at Derby, and that's promotion. That's the Premier League, Blakey. We shall see. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff for both of you. Uh, thanks for listening to today's podcast. Remember, you can get all your Cardiff City news on Wales Online. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, we'd also like you to give us a review there uh, and a rating out of five stars. That would be really good. Um, you can also listen to the podcast on Audio Boom. And remember to tweet us your questions at Cardiff City Live. Blakey's waiting here to answer them. But for now, from all of us, thanks very much for listening. And we'll be back very, very soon. Thank you.